Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. You are listening to a special South by Southwest edition of the podcast. We are based at the Wonder House, hosted by the University of Arizona. You'll hear a whole bunch of different interviews in this episode. And uh, make sure to subscribe and listen to the Friday Night Movie podcast. You can follow all of our shenanigans at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or FridayNightMoviePod.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Friday Night Movie Podcast table. We, we've moved around so many times in the incredible Wonder House. I feel like we've gotten to see the Wonder House hosted by the University of Arizona so in so many different ways. And today, in this moment, we have the most special guest that we could possibly imagine. Our dear friend of over a decade, well over a decade, really the woman who, who brought us here and who I will always give credit for since I've known her saying, Shai, you've got to have a show where you talk about movies. Um, but she is herself a great communicator, a great host herself. I mean, someone I look up to, the incredible Holly Jensen, Vice President of Communications for the University of Arizona. Holly Jensen, great to see you. Thank you for having me, Shai. It is a real honor and a pleasure to be here with you. It is surreal for me to be the one making the introduction when I have seen <laughs> you do so many introductions. It's oh. like freaking me out a bit, but my, I'm settling the nerves. My whole life has been introduction for the last <laughs> three days. Okay. I'm super excited. This is my favorite thing that we're doing here at the Wonder House Aww. is having you and Allie here. Oh, well, this is so night movie. happy to be here. This, this is so special. We feel th th you told me the people here were amazing. And I've always loved the state of Arizona. I've always loved the desert. <laughs> so like I feel connected to it. But the people that you work with and I'm just going to name check as many as I can right now. Joe, the ultimate fixer. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Joe He's everywhere. He's Joe amazing. is everywhere. He's incredible and a gentleman in every moment. There's Misha. There is Julie. Uh, there's Deb from the VIP room. Who else am I missing? Chad. 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 Oh. Everybody loves Epic Chad. Epic hair on Chad. Chad's, Chad's hair alone. I, that, uh, that alone. The only thing better than Chad. Chad's hair is his personality. Because he's so <laughs> awesome. Don't tell him that, though. He gets <laughs> he a little quiet. bit of a big head okay. under that big head of hair. Well, it has been amazing being here, but I want to first start with the news of the day. I know you love the news of the day. University of Arizona. We never talk about sports. <gasps> Am I the first person to but, talk about sports on here? Yeah, yeah and you're going to break... You know, well, for our audience, because I, I don't know how many of them follow the Pac-12. So by the time this airs, it will be news to them. Yeah. What happened? So our Arizona Wildcats are the Pac-12 champions yeah. for men's basketball. And let me tell you why that's incredibly exciting for us and really, really special is because this is our coach's first year Amazing. of being a coach. Um, we have had a couple of really rough seasons. You know, we got into some NCAA trouble um, a couple of years ago under our last coach, and it was a hard decision to make to let him go. But we brought in Tommy Lloyd, who used to be the... Um, uh, second at Gonzaga. And oh, wow. There are no slashes. First time in history that a first-year coach has taken his team wow. to a Pac-12 championship. So That's huge. Big at, deal. At Friday Night Movie, 
We love movies. And one of the games that is most important to us that we have not played yet at South by Southwest is Cast Ellipsis dot 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 away. Ooh. And this is where we come up with dream casts. Oh yes, let's get it. For films or re recast films. This to me sounds like it has to be a movie soon. Definitely. Oh, you make Tommy's day if he heard that. Yes. Let's cast him in a movie. So let's who is going to play Tommy Lloyd in well, Wildcats is, I think, of that movie with Goldie Hawn, which I love. <laughs> that was which I would cast Holly Jensen in the remake <gasps> of Wildcats. Oh, my love of football. Oh, that, that's a buy right there. <laughs> that's a buy. I'm in. Um, but who do we think could play Tommy Lloyd? Uh, we don't. We're, can I, you give us some vibes? Yeah, so give we us can some vibes like, of Tommy Lloyd, so and then we'll we'll audition some people. Tommy Lloyd is a true gentleman. Just he brought he brings in this incredible air of kindness and community and genuine love for Arizona and for the University of Arizona. Um, he's tall mm -hmm. and uh, sweet. I mean, he's just, gosh, he's such a soft, cute guy. Yeah, that's him right there. Oh, got a wow. picture of him right there. You got a picture of him up here. Okay. This is, all right. So, I'm mental Rolodexing. I so, so like, okay, okay, on looks. On. Yes. On looks. But also because I know, even though this person is known for his comedy, he is an, he's a very talented actor. But you only see him pop up in sort of comedy things. I would love to see. This is. I'm I ready. mean, this is. I would love to see in a in a dramatic but somewhat funny role because I feel like it doesn't need to be, you know, it doesn't need to be the most serious sports. Right. I'm I'm dying to see if you're thinking of the same person. I'm thinking thing. I'm thinking of Andy Richter. Oh. Oh. Conan O'Brien's host. Oh wow. Who, who who I know from his podcast, which is which one with the, the talent producer of that podcast is our dear friend Gali Ishayek, um, uh, from L.A. And I hear you hear about him as exactly the type of person that you're describing. This really? gentle, kind, Aww. community man. So. And because this guy looks like him, I would love to see like Andy Richter show up and be in this movie, and then boom, Oscar. Is he yes. tall enough? He no, I don't know what his height is. I mean, he, does he I know basketball? I, we can teach him. He's that. an actor. He's an actor. So wait, my my pick, and it's a bit of looks, it's a bit of top of mindedness because this person has been in our like rotation a lot recently. Do you know where I'm going with this? I I, I you don't clearly. <laughs> I, I think Ike Barinholtz. Oh, Ike Barinholtz oh, is yeah. a great, another, a see, great one. I like this idea of comedic actors that are super talented taking on a role. Like, like you could put, like, Kurt Russell in the role sure, or Matthew McConaughey in the role, and everyone would be like, yeah, okay, Josh Lucas, because they couldn't get Matthew oh. McConaughey. And right? he's super cute. And he's adorable. Yeah. yeah. But give us an actor... Like, like, give us an actor that is known for comedy, and then put them in this. But, uh, but again, that's just because I feel like I'm thinking Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso kind yeah. of turn. Mm, what about a Will Ferrell? Oh, Will Ferrell. Wow. Now, so here's it's my a whole question. Different movie. Totally different movie, but tall. Yeah. Oh, See, but I tall. can't get over not being tall because this guy is. All right. A basketball so, giant. So let's Ferrell. go with Holly's image. We're going to make a Will Ferrell yes. version of this legendary season of the Pac-12. Yes. Okay. I, I literally, I, I don't know a single player on the team. Got so it. So we can either cast real players or we oh, can yeah. just cast actors that we want on Will Ferrell's basketball team. team. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I would like to see, like, an extremely serious actor like Daniel Kulea, um, right, da from... from um, from Get Out. Yeah. From Get Out. Wow. Play Phenomenal. one of the basketball players oh, and yeah. have him be in yes. this 
absolutely, you know, like it's gotta it's gotta have some seriousness. But I want to see him be funny with Will Ferrell. Like, mm. I want to see that sort of straight man thing. So I that think, could work. I do you also need work. to cast someone from, like, uh, like the uh, Miracle on Ice? What is the greatest mir the, Miracle the, on Ice? Miracle on Ice. Do you need to get someone who's who's part of the zeitgeist of, like, an underdog team that comes back and wins their first year or something? Like, can we pull from that? Well, year? I don't know. They didn't have a single actor I've heard of play that. <laughs> and I don't think I've seen many of those actors. Or I'm not aware of many of those actors. Again, but maybe we could dust off Al Michaels. He's still alive. He could <laughs> announce the game. Shy, you're speaking my dream language. I think you and I have talked about how my whole life revolves around Al Michaels calling the first football game of the season, which just makes my heart overflow and reminds me that I'm alive and that how much I love football every August. Aww. Al Michaels, there is something so fatherly about him. For me, where I like crystallized that moment, and I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember the Earthquake World Series? Yeah, So I do. Al Michaels was calling that game when it happened, and I have an emotional attachment to him Aww. since then because he, he was a sportscaster, and then this like tragedy happens and he's the guy talking to us on TV. And I, there's just something so multi-generational and statesman-like about that. Also, I hear he's like this crazy stock trader and wakes up at like all hours of the day and is like trading like the Hong Kong markets in the middle of the night. So <laughs> maybe you can put that into his character. Maybe that can be like a, a, a side, a side story. Yeah. I was tips. in love with the behind the scenes footage of him and Eminem speaking at the Super Bowl. And I what? thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like him telling Eminem how much he adores his rap music and how it's so, you know, transformational. And then Eminem talking about, you're like my father. I grow up watching you and it's such an honor to be here. And so it's like two totally different genres, generations coming together and having this sweet moment. I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. All right. Holly, you love football. I do love football a lot. The Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl halftime show. This was, this was a a big one. Now, I will say, and it's really funny how many people also posted this, that there's something that won't ever top the insanity of the Aerosmith Britney Spears in sync one. That, that one is one. so absurd. It is so good, though. It's so good. There's because, and, and that's you know, like you're you're young enough that things impress you, but. The idea that these guys that, you know, people in the suburbs were afraid of, like, you know, if, if a kid had the, the doggy style record, your parents were like, ooh, actually, my parents had no idea what that was. But like other people's parents were like, and that now you see Dr. Dre, and the only comparison I gave was he was being treated as he should be, like on that Quincy Jones yes. level. Yes. At the Super Bowl. Amazing. What do you, how, how does that? What kind of impact does that have on you? It has a huge impact, and I think, first of all, my you know, in my house right now, in my living room, is a picture of Easy E, <laughs> flanked by a picture of Tupac, and the reason I do that in my house is they really gangster rap and rap in general really shaped my life and how I think about things and you know just sort of the way that they came around to telling these stories of oppression and being identified as you know uh, troublemakers by the police and being really hounded and um, and then having such short lives um, but really even now right their their music is still um, inspiring generations and my the, the best part about the Super Bowl to me was 
not only the performances, but afterwards my kids are listening to this music and some parents may not appreciate that. I think, I'll just say this, we, we there maybe there's a few things we censor, but in general, our role with the kids is we explain them what they're listening to and they're not allowed to repeat certain words, right. but I think they can elevate to the level if they're taught what's being taught about them. Oh, I love it. And I, I tell you, my daughter has been, she's 13, Ariana, and she has been listening to rap like over the last month or so in anticipation mm -hmm. for the Super Bowl. So it's been a couple of months, I guess. And now she's really ingrained in it. She's training herself to go through and learn all the lyrics just wow. so she can be like fluent in it. And to me, you know, they taught college classes on Tupac and, and sort of the poetry behind his rap music. And for me, it, one, warms my heart because it makes me so happy um, to know that she is living the same life I did at the exact same age. That's, I tell her she's just like her mother. That, that That's, that's well, we should be so lucky that she's just <laughs> like we need. So, so you're watching the Super Bowl halftime show, okay? Oh. The best. I made everybody in my quiet in my house be quiet. My my only my only critique is I really wish they had come in LA Raiders gear just because the LA Raiders gear was so important to them. But I get it. You're in the Rams stadium. You can't get Snoop Dogg and Crip colors. You can't. There's nothing else you can do at that point. Well, so here's the thing. Our kids are watching this and they're like Snoop Dogg, the guy from the Puppy Bowl, the guy who yes, was in Pitch Perfect. Martha Stewart. Yes. He, Martha Stewart. Snoop Dogg is not even that. They're like Sasha Banks's cousin because he's the wrestler. Like that's, right. that's how they know Snoop Dogg. Snoop's everywhere these days. He's really, he's really he's on the, the radio. He's flooded the market. He's he's on sportscasts. Wow. He's on and cooking shows. He's on Corona. He has his own wine for Ninety Nine Crimes. <laughs> like it's insane. That's right. That's his. Yeah, he's and, everywhere. And I think that I think that it it does, it it's the, it is. The same thing in, in, a, in an even more impactful way as, as some people would talk about like those revolutionary, those revolutionary like rock stars in the 60s, not selling out because I do not view this as selling out. I view these guys as brilliant business oh, people. These, billionaire br these business are, people. These are hardworking, brilliant strategists. You don't become what they are for as long as they are. Um, yeah. And, and I, but I'm thinking like, this is the type of transformation and career long thing that you see in guys from like The Grateful Dead, yeah. The Rolling Stones, um, uh, the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, people who are revolutionary in their time and then find a way to be institutions. Yeah, it's and it's awesome. exciting too, because they are now leading the charge for what they started when they were 20 and still carrying that voice in their 50s yeah. to a whole group of people who are still fighting the same issues of inequality and injustice. And, you know, it's really hard to stay relevant for 15 minutes in today's world. And so these, and to see sort of their transformation. The only thing I hope is that when they're 70, they're not still trying to crib walk on stage. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, hey, if they can do it, they can. But some, at some point, you and I have talked about this because you love old I bands. <laughs> And by old, I mean old people bands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you just hope that they stay in this sort of transformational space where they can be of such good use to to their fans, old and young. And, and, and put over the next generation, which I think yeah. they, you know, they, they, important. they will be great for. Okay, Holly, before we take you out, just tell us a little bit about what the 
Wonder House is. We know it's the sounds and the technology and the innovation of the Sonoran Desert, but I know you have spoken to pretty much every presenter. So what has been happening here? So the Wonder House was really uh, thought about um, by my uh, boss, who used to be a marketing guy for Coca-Cola and ING. And what we really wanted to do with this is come to South by Southwest because the conversation at South by Southwest has changed vastly over mm -hmm. the last five to 10 years and um, present the things that matter to the country, to the world. You know, talk about the incredible research and the science that we do at the University of Arizona from water conservation and solar power to space exploration. You know, our scientists just landed OSIRIS-REx on the Bennu asteroid. Amazing. And are bringing those dust samples back in 2024. Also, if we hit an Armageddon situation, right. we know who can stop it. <laughs> That's exactly right. And so really for us, this was a our chance to come to South by Southwest and really highlight the incredible work here and be part of the conversation so that we can find the people who are doing the exact same work and carry them forward with us, bring them into our partnerships or have people understand what that technology looks like. We've got a stellar scape over here where we're using a contaminated water to make drumming noises and humming Amazing. noises. And we've got dancers and artists and people who are looking at precision health and how we're going to change healthcare for this country and for the nation. And I just think like, you know, and for the nation, oh my gosh, I meant the world. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's, it's really incredible. And we just, I, I'll, I'll stop with this, but we have a president in uh, Dr. Bobby Robbins, who is so thoughtful and looking forward as to what he wants the University of Arizona to be and what space we want to live in and is really like on the forefront of just sort of pushing the envelope um, for us in Arizona, but specifically, you know, trying to bring space. Tucson, if you've never been there, has an incredible ability. Um, we're a, a low light city, designated low light city. So our uh, reach into the stars is unbelievable. We have wow. the number one astronomy program in the world. We're wow. building the world. My mom loves space oh. and astronomy. <laughs> you have to bring, bring her mom to, to the Tucson. We're building the world's largest telescope. Amazing. We're crafting the mirrors. They take six years for one mirror, four, four years for what? one mirror. And we're building these mirrors under our football stadium. That's so Are you cool. kidding? No. And then as, and they shape them and they shave them and they, wow. they, four years. So we have six of the seven, and then we're going to transport them to Mexico, put them on a ship, sail them around to Chile. I'm nervous just thinking about all of this. And then we're going to put it up and have the world's largest telescope in the entire world in partnership That's... with the government of Chile. And it's just phenomenal. And so for me, it's, you know, leaving D.C. was very hard. Um, but landing at the University of Arizona is everything I've ever wanted. That's amazing, and I can we can I know you and so well, and I can see the happiness in your eyes with this with this crew is such a joy. And you know, you're one of those people where your energy sets the tone for the energy of everyone around you. Aww. And when you're at this radiating level, it's like it's like the sun in Tucson. You yeah, know? that's what it feels like. <laughs> Burns you. No, no, no. I love the sun in Tucson. It warms you through. Uh, and through. Okay, so we'll take us out with one recommendation. Okay. You, to, the University of Arizona is landing the Osiris on an asteroid. Yes, it's already done. What is your favorite 
what is your recommendation for a space-based movie? Oh. One space-based movie. You have one choice. Oh, and our next guest is here. Oh, so yeah. Okay. Your uh, space-based movie, I think we live on an asteroid and we fly around on that asteroid out of control. To, oh, right? to different places. Different places, and you get into different orbits, and then you get into different galaxies. Wouldn't but, that be But amazing? it's not like you're controlling the ship. That's so right. That's Somehow incredible. you've got to, if we can land a little tiny object and collect a dust sample, we've got to be able to figure out a way to get a human there. I don't know what that looks like Star and how crazy that is. Starring Will Ferrell and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> And the wild, the Pac-12 wild wildcat <laughs> championship team. <laughs> All right, a huge thank, thank you. you to Holly Jensen. Thank you, a huge thank you to the University you, of Arizona. Allie. And it's so great to hear about what a special place I it is. I am so happy that you agreed, and I hope you'll come back next year. We, uh, we're here. You, you, you couldn't the keep whole, The whole family is coming next year. Oh, God. Oh, the, the whole Corman crew. You will have at least four podcasters and a bunch of other relatives. So oh, Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thanks, Holly. at the Friday Night Movie Table at South by Southwest Wonder House, hosted by the University of Arizona. We have two pretty amazing guests that Allie found because they are South by Southwest aficionados. We have Morgan and Tony. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Okay, so this is our first South by Southwest and my first time in Austin since 1997. Welcome. So <laughs> before we get into your love of murder shows... Mm -hmm. Give, could you maybe dispense a little advice for those of us who are, we're, I would say we're working, but we're having too much fun, but are, are spending a few days here in Austin at this? What's your, what are your top tips? Top tips. It is a marathon, not a sprint. Okay, I like that. There is a lot of free alcohol. <laughs> Drink water. That's you're the second, you're the person, second person to say, to say that. <laughs> second person. Don't get hammered. <laughs> it, I haven't been to anything with this much free stuff ever. I mean, it's look, we paid to get in, insane. but still. No, it is an, it's absolutely insane. People just food, drinks, wherever you go. Yes. It's wild. I ate uh, a whole cow wrapped in bacon that someone just gave to me <laughs> earlier. It happens. It happens. <laughs> okay, Tony, that's Excellent advice, Morgan. Yeah, so see, the thing is, she does a lot of the planning for this, or like 95% of it. And for your week, so you have yeah, like an itinerary. It's full on an itinerary. I love that. In I a have little an entire book in I love a binder. It of things. Oh, yeah. That happens every day. So, really, <laughs> a big way to find out about all this stuff. Google a lot of, like, Google's your friend. Google Austin, South by Southwest free events and you can find so much stuff and there are yeah do 512 um in eventbrite which is i think all cities use eventbrite oh yeah yeah we have eventbrite you can go into eventbrite and just look for today's date and then it'll tell you wow like, wow a lot of the stuff we do it's yeah you rsvp to it and quite honestly two different things we went to i can't find my rsvp in my email and someone just kind of pulls out a tablet and it's like Oh, let me register you right here because I thought I was registered for this, but I was not. And then we walked in and it was like free nibbles, free nibbles. Also, there's very cool art exhibit type things out there. Yeah. I really, I really love, it's so interesting, the order in which we could have asked these questions <laughs> because Tony warned us about the free stuff and Morgan gave <laughs> us the strategy on how to get it. Yeah. 
amazing. Yeah, which is hilarious because she doesn't do any of the things. I literally research for weeks yes. leading up. I know, to that. I know. One of us. Which one of us do you think made the itinerary for the Friday night movie days in the, at, at, at the conference? I'm gonna say probably Allie did. No, no. I think you. No, did. I'm no. like Allie's assistant on this trip. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. I'm rolling through the day like, tell me where to go next. Okay, what should I do? that's Morgan. Because I have this insane book of things every day that we do. I love it. Off. There's check marks in oh, the yes. book. And then sometimes like you black line through something when you're like, we went to it and it wasn't that great. It was a bust. Oh. Yeah. Because some things you go to, it sounds great when you read about it and then you get there or it's badge access only, but they don't advertise as badge access only. Oh. So we actually were trying to go to a thing across the street and they were like, oh no, it's badge. The access. spatial holodeck? Yes. Yeah. Oh. We badge like, oh, only. We have, we're getting we're, we have, wristbands. We got, so they did a thing where it was like locals only you get this like special wristband thing. And I was like, you know what? We've never done the wristbands. Let's do them this year. They're not that much. They were like 149. Something that's like still that. a lot of money. But we've never spent any. Yeah, but that's for a South whole by. week of oh, entertainment. Wow. If so you, you do right South now. by Southwest for free usually. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The last actual Hustlers. South by that we, we haven't did. spent a single dollar yet. And we've been hours. Well, the last 2019 was the last South by we yeah. did. You know how much money I spent the whole time, and I don't count parking. $25 That's for a like whole week and we ate six days. very well and drank and very well. Drank and entertainment I'm going to be in a lot of trouble after <laughs> this conversation. Yeah. And like most of that $25 really is like tip money. We tell All everyone just like come out and bring singles with you so you can tip. And then like you really just don't know what you're going to get. Like this restaurant took me like three times of seeing them walk food by, and I remembered what restaurant we're actually in. She's so like, why is there so much meat? We're in a very fancy steakhouse, <laughs> is why. And uh, the kitchen's like literally behind that wall right there. And but listen, you spent so money, you got the fancy badge. You can, you have all access to all the things, right? See, so you can, can do whatever you want. Oh yeah, we're gonna go. We now we gotta go to the spatial hall deck just because now I know people can't get in. I'm yeah. like more intrigued. I think they so. In your book, though, yeah. what, so you've seen things. <laughs> so we saw a bunch of stuff this morning. We're only a few hours into the festival. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. So what have you seen so far that's been amazing? And what's your number one thing you're most excited for? Um, so Now that you can't retroactively say being oh. on the Friday Night Movie Podcast. So, you know, the very first thing that we did this morning, we went to the DC thing. Yes. Oh, we went to that, too. Yeah, and I was like... If the rest of South by 2022 is like this, we're good. So you saw the Batmobile? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we got we, pictures. We walk with in it. and they're like, cool. "Here, have these comic books. Have this Funko Pop. Have yep. like, Have all the things." And we were like, "Okay, cool." Which Funko Pops did you take? Um, this is important. Which one do you? Which one do you think <laughs> we took? I think you took Catwoman. Yep. And I think you. Also, maybe took Catwoman. Good, yeah. Good job. I Good. was gonna go yeah. Penguin. But oh, that was, that was so go close penguin. to going Penguin. But also, we know we're gonna be back in the next couple of days. So. Oh, they they said you could only take one. We're not gonna rat them out. We're not gonna. Okay, tell we're not gonna tell anybody. So we we're gonna take one today I, and one tomorrow. I there took I took a, a Batman, or as we call him on the podcast, Patman. We did our rapid react Pat Pattinson because <laughs> we did our rapid reaction episode the other day. We all went to see it in multiple time zones and then recorded an episode. 
uh, Allie wasn't going to take the free thing, but I'm like, no, you got to get the free always thing. Always have to take. You always take the free thing. I am the one who's constantly like, we have enough stuff. We don't need more stuff. He's like, take the free stuff. Take the free thing. But you know what? All the comic books, I will read them at home, and then I will give them to my friend who has three children. There you go. So yeah. you just have to think about it like that. If it's Pay something it where you're like, I'm literally going to throw this in the trash later, try not to take it. But if it's something you feel like you could pass on, I also may... And you asked about what kind of movies I like. I'm a hardcore fan of all of the old Timber in oh, Batman movies. And I just told her, I said, just this week, I work from home because of the pandemic. And I was like, I just need something in the background while I was working on some reports. And I was like, I was like, oh, Batman. And I was like, yes. And it's so hard to focus because I'm like, Jack Nicholson. You just oh, can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Keaton's, so are, Keaton's are Batman. I thought, we thought. What'd you think? Pattinson was good. I thought he was good. I thought he was, he was good. I've heard good things, so I haven't seen it, it yet, but it, I've heard really good things. It is a it is a good Batman movie. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. I like it's all. like two I, Batman movies. It's, 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 it's the length long. of two Batman it's movies, but that's neither oh, here nor there. It's, it's, it's so long. the longest movie I've seen in a long time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like so, Gangs of New York. But I, I love that you almost took Penguin because I thought I that Penguin. Colin Farrell. It'll happen. Was, Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Farrell as Robert De Niro. We called it. We called it Colin Farrell as Robert. Oh, you didn't see the movie yet, so you don't know. I haven't seen I've it. seen the like commercials for yeah. it. But so he saw what he looked like. He's hamming it up. Yeah, he totally yeah. looks like Robert De Niro. He it's looks crazy. like kind of looks like an old fat man. Yeah, and that's like what he was supposed to look like and of course I was like covering an eye going Tanny DeVito and I'm like <laughs> and, and all I could think about is Danny DeVito with like the fish oh, and like the, the black in his mouth. out of his mouth <laughs> that was such an awesome decision when you look back on it okay outfit though and well, that I, I love that we have time I love that we have these new friends in Tony and Morgan at <laughs> South by Southwest I I feel like I I feel like we should find out where they're going, and then we'll Follow know them. where the good stuff is. Come on. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's talk about murder. Okay. Yes, let's talk okay. Murder or how not to get murdered? How well, not to get murdered. I, well, I think how not to get Well, look, what actually, yeah, let's start there. The lessons that murder TV shows teach you, right? Because I think they, they, can, they can work for the people who want to commit crimes oh, and absolutely. see where the mistakes are made. They can also work for the people who don't want to get murdered and maybe, like, don't go into that basement yeah don't go out there alone <laughs> and um so yeah what's a lesson we'll go around we'll go around what's a lesson you've learned from your your favorite murder show or movie oh my goodness so really when it comes down to it is um you know i'm a pretty trusting loving and affectionate person I mean, you followed Allie right into a <laughs> dark room with promises of a podcast she, like, interview. She up to us and she's like, hey, how's it going? Let's be friends. And yeah, literally. And I was like, I felt a kindred spirit because that's like literally how I am. I went to the bathroom and anyway, got segued earlier. And she's like, I said, I'm sorry, I engaged Stop with someone in the bathroom. Engaging. And like, I made like four new friends on the way back. And No more randos. Yeah, yeah I know, really. And then, of course, you were like, hey, how's it going, girls? <laughs> we're just like, hi. Whereas we're like nibbling on fancy meat. How's it going? <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm a little too trusting. And I hate to ever lose that part of myself because it's fundamentally... I'm a carer. I grew up like a, a Jewish Italian mom. And, yes, yes. And like you walk in my house and I'm like, can I feed you? Can I like cook you a pot of food right now? Like I just oh, yeah. never. I mean, I have a Jewish Cuban mom. I so. literally was, I won't go into the story, but just told a story to a friend of mine about someone I used to know. And they were like, how did you not know? And I was like, well, I never had a reason to like Facebook stalk this person. So I didn't. And then a friend of mine was like, 
this person seems shady. I'm going to look into them and found all this craziness that I was like, I did not know that existed, oh, wow. this existed, this existed, lies in this and that and that. So I think more people need to be much more... Do your due diligence about the people you let into your life. My, I guess my, that's a good way to say it. Do your due diligence to really... That's a good tip. Like, without being a crazy stalker, just, you know, do a Google search or a... I think it's completely reasonable. First of all, when you're prepping for interviews, we've got to dive deep. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're lucky we only just met you. Oh. Otherwise, who knows what we would have found out by now. But but I just think I think it's an expectation now that just people if they have an opportunity to learn whether or not you're a murderer they should find out. Okay, Tony, what have you learned from murder shows? Well, so I'm kind of the opposite of Morgan. I you love just, I love you. Do look more concerned why about us. Why we're good friends <laughs> is I'm a little more skeptical. I'm like, listen, don't engage. Come on, we need to go. Stop talking to that person. Um, I so, love it. I think that's why this works. Um, but let's see. What have I? What's my most important take back from murder shows? <laughs> have someone that will help you out if you do something bad. <laughs> Always need a wingman. Yeah, I mean, really. I really just think you need to be a little bit more skeptical. Okay. Really All right. Where I stand on that. All right. So be skeptical as you're trusting. Be skeptical <laughs> because you're living life that way and you've made it this far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you know. Allie, we have watched a lot of murder shows together. We have. We have watched. We, we Every once in a while we go on a streak, right? Uh, oh, we, yeah. The, and then, like, you can't sleep at night and you're like, <laughs> maybe I need to watch some adult cartoons. And that's how I found Big Mouth was after watching, like, six hours of murder shows. That'll I need do a, it. I need a palate cleanser. You need a, you need a, a mental palate cleanser. To like go to sleep and not that. like be terrified of every sound. I would say that my lesson learned from all of those murder, murder shows is if I found myself in a position where I was committing murder, I would 100% get caught. 100%. <laughs> because the amount of or, or the lack of foresight, foresight that I would have to like. Well, you don't strike me as a premeditated murderer. But I'm not. But I'm also just if I accidentally whack someone over the back of the head with, for example, a crystal, as we've seen in a recent movie, I would not have the wherewithal to be like, what are the tracks I need to cover? What are the bases I need to make sure that's why you aren't going to lead back to me? Friend that comes over with the clear mind. That's, that's like, all right, what have you touched? What? Yep. And where's the, like the bleach? You need that friend with the with the lime and the. Okay. I'd get I, I I gotta say my lesson, my lesson is around. Um, okay, so we we the, some of the murder shows we watch um, have like have to do with the stalker types. So we had we watch the oh, Night yeah, Stalker, yeah, right? Yeah. So we watch the Night Stalker. Ooh. I don't know if you watch that documentary on Netflix. No. Okay. Oh, I might go home it's and a, watch I don't, that tonight. Help. As a documentary, it, it's riveting. It's riveting because we were kind of too young to remember when it happened. So we were watching this thing, and I, I, I think the the big lesson we learned is, like, lock your doors. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I mean, lock you your lay doors. in bed at night and be like, no, I can't go to sleep without making the back doors locked. I have to get up. That, that is that is a really it's. It, that was the eighties, though. Nobody. That's true. The eighties were. There's a reason I why mean, people are more uptight today. A lot on the Zodiac still Killer. We locked our doors in the eighties. <laughs> we locked our doors, but our understanding. I mean, look, we rode in the backy back of the super of the true. station wagon yes, with no seatbelts. The next door neighbor would come to the bus stop every day with a tab soda and a cigarette in her hand. <laughs> like it was the eighties. You're, right. You're right. Yeah, we lived You're without right. helmets. We were fine. That's right. Okay. Right. Sorry. So those are lessons learned from murder shows. Um, 
murder shows often have a, a, a protagonist, someone sort of, that's sometimes they don't, sometimes they're just like uh, from the killer's perspective and that's the end, but there's usually, who's a, who's a, who's a, a, a protagonist or an investigator that you really dig, that you think has done a good job? Like one that I think is really weird, but we really love, I think in our house is, is Bill Pullman's yeah. character in The Sinner. Have you ever watched The Sinner? I haven't seen that. That is a good, the first two seasons of that is a good murder show. Isn't yeah. it kind of like uh, like anthology, like each season's different? Yeah. Same like, character, same, same character, but everyone else is basically different every time. And he, he has he must be he must be on the spectrum or he must have he's an unusual he, he's an atypical man. he's neuroatypical for sure um, like he's the doctor house but a detective but he's not charming like doctor house like doctor house has <laughs> that like charming. yeah doctor house has that like snarky he's like really quiet but he mm. he gets extremely fixated on solving these murders but you always see at the beginning who committed the murder so what you're really uncovering throughout the show is the why. And I think it's really his determination is is wild. How about how about you all? Oh my goodness. I literally just last week finally decided to finish watching Stranger Things. Oh. Like I got to a certain point and then like I, for some reason I and I had to go back and like watch like four episodes because I was like I have no clue where I am. But the um Hopper. Hopper, yes, thank you. I'm like, uh, what's his name? I'm like, Harbor? Yeah, David Harbor. David Harbor plays yeah. Hopper, yeah. His, like, without ruining it for anybody else, he's such a good man. Oh, we do lots of spoilers I on know, this show, so you can spoil it. It's cool. Also, I mean, and been... also, we do a Stranger Things episode every every time it comes out, so okay, if yeah. you, if you, I mean, I guess there are people listening for the first time, but okay, it's cool. Like five, Spoiler alert. Yeah, five years after uh, the... Sixth Sense came out. We were talking about Fight Club, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like Fight Club. It ends just like Sixth Sense, where you're like, holy crap, it was the same guy.'" And my friend was like, threw something in there. And was like, "Thanks, you just ruined it for me." It's like, dude, that movie was like five years. You old. have like your you your statute came. of limitations yeah. for being upset about spoilers is it's like is six months none. max. Yeah. I would say it's six months max. Yeah, but Hopper, like, I watched it, and I'm just like, and. You know how, like, it, and she hasn't seen it. You haven't seen Stranger Things, I haven't seen the last one. Yeah, so I won't ruin it for you because I don't want to ruin it for you. Thank but, you. like, the, you know, every episode, every season of every show ends on some little cliffhanger. Cliff. But you're just, like, Hopper's, like, character development from the very first episode to the very last episode of the last season. You're just, like, I'd let you be my dad. You'd be, like, you know what I mean? You're, like, yes, like, you smoke too much, you eat junk, all the things, but... Like, he's such a good man. Um, uh, so, all right, I like that. Okay, Tony, how about you? Ooh, um, come back to me. Let me think about that for a second. Okay, all right, we'll come back to you. Allie? Oh, uh, I mean, you t- I, it's, it's Bill Pullman. He's amazing. He, I, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else besides him. I mean, I love the people in the serial podcast, but that's a whole other. That's a whole, that's other, a whole other genre. You know, you know, other universe. So. <laughs> I mean, what about Olivia Coleman in in? Uh, no, David Tennant, your boyfriend, David Tennant oh, in um, Broadchurch. Oh, that's true. You <laughs> Allie's taste well. in guys that aren't me is is so interesting. Is I, David I like Tennant. To uh-huh. Keep my arms Terrence Howard. Wide open. Telly Savalas. No, that's my mom. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're like, That's let's, amazing. let's be clear on the record. Uh, okay. All right, Tony, we gave you a lot of time there. Okay. I'm got, I'm sort of drawing a blank a little bit. The only thing that I can really think of is, um, Poirot, <laughs> Inspector Clouseau. Oh, that, yeah. Who's that? 
I mean, BBC one we watched. That was the BBC one, which the, one? The, your dad recommended. Like, blew my mind. The the BBC. Oh, the movie. Oh, Inspector Calls. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Can I go That's real great. life with To Catch a Predator? Yeah, sure. sure. The guy who sits yes. people down. You like what's his name? Chris Hansen. Chris, Chris Hansen. Hansen is my yes. favorite. Oh, that's a great answer. He's my favorite. Also, yeah. he's like out he's there really doing catching good in predators. The world. Yeah, yeah. He really is. It's like so. Hey, by the and, way, what you come he, to the house for today? Right. So casually, like so. <laughs> Look at my um, notebook out. <laughs> I was reading these texts that you sent. <laughs> yeah, where we're all sitting. Those people, like, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you think they just know? They're like, so uh, you came to this house to meet someone, and they're like. Where's the, when where's they the run exit? for where it, where do I go? When they run for it, you know they're in trouble. Sometimes they don't think they really know. Uh, yeah. And I think they, they choose get, not and to And then know. they get to the garage and it's like, oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> always the garage. Think, <laughs> the garage, they should already know that that's the, yeah. the sign if they watch TV. Like, even if that was really the dad, you really think you're going to get away? <laughs> like, oh, if point. it was my dad, you wouldn't get away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my, oh my God! This is amazingly grim. All right, <laughs> okay. we're gonna we're gonna end on one of our favorite bits on the show. Yes, it's called uh, shout outs and recs, like Parks and Recs, but but it's 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 where we want your recommendations. What should our listeners be watching in the murder department? Oh my goodness! So I will tell you what I was just talking about. I just finished watching it Netflix, like ten-ish days ago. Worst roommates ever. It's oh, their oh new, that sounds awesome. It's awesome, and so it's like. Five, episodes, five or six episodes and each one is like a different real and some 2020 Dateline style where it's like interviews with family and friends and then intermixing mm. news clips from when these. So it's people like one is about a squatter. Mm. Like, hey, you get a roommate and then they won't leave. What do you oh, do? It's my nightmare. It, yeah. <laughs> when Allie like, does the interview about me, it'll I be he has so much stuff. He I keeps just, bringing it back from <laughs> Comic-Con. I just got like full body chills. Just the thought of that. Because people are always like, oh, you should have roommates. And I was like, or maybe not. Nope. Yeah. Like, nope. Nope. Yeah. Like one certain point. You just, you know, nope. No more. So it's kind of that like, yeah. Like and one's just like a scam artist wanted like in multiple countries. Yeah. Mm, is this like the Tinder swindler? Have you heard about that? I have not watched it, but um, like, but but that guy got kind of he used his real name, so like it was very obvious, like for everybody, <laughs> he was ripping off. Like people were finding other people, and that's how like yeah, it was like okay. it was like a group. But yeah. it, it's like one of the Netflix new thing. It just came out. The I worst say, like, roommates ever. Worst roommates ever. I think ever is in there. It is fabulous. Like we'll I seriously was sitting on my bed watching it with like my mouth agape. <laughs> like of course with the hot chocolate, I'm like holy crap. Like, it was just, and one of the stories I had actually heard before on some, I can't remember where I saw it, some other show about mysteries or something, uh, or murders, probably just murders in general, where they talked about, like, this killing of some somebody that worked in the military, and then they were trying to figure it out, and it was like, oh, and this is the person that's in jail who swears they didn't do it. But, yeah, one of, like, the five or six I'd actually seen, heard oh, that cool. story before, it was that, I guess, well-known in the... Famous, murder community? Famous, famous murder community. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Unsolved but solved murders. All right, Tony. All right, so 2020 and Nightline are my go-tos. Okay. But only murders in the building. Is oh, really wonderful show. Oh, my gosh. Wonderful show. So if you would like something that is only murders in the building ask. Yes, please. But uh, a younger, uh, like, cast. Like, not, not that, no, I mean. Steve Martin is amazing, but it's, it's just generationally. Martin short, are you yeah, perfection. They are and I thought Selena Gomez totally. Yeah, was oh, awesome. she was great. great. Yeah, really but awesome. but one that is more of a it, it it takes place around a high school reunion. It's called the after party. Ooh. Okay, and uh -huh. that's on 
Apple, Apple Plus. Plus. Oh, there you go. Allie never God. remembers which <laughs> show, which which network is on. It's my job to remember. Uh, the uh, the the after party. It has great comedic actors. It has a fun mystery. Every episode had us laughing really hard. Okay, that one's good. really good. And then there's one with Kristen Bell on Netflix. Oh, the woman in the room in the, the window house, in the house, the window and the door across the street. It's it's a parody. Oh, wow. It's a parody of murder shows. Okay. It's. I read about Hilarious. that, and like several people all said, like I didn't realize when I first started watching it, it was a parody. And as I started going, I was like, wait, what am I watching? But it weaves in and out yeah. between like it's making fun of the genre, it is the genre. It's making fun. It's it's, it's amazing. It's sitting in my queue, and it's one it's of those great. things where it's like everyone's been complaining about the cold weather in Texas. So for anyone that's listening to this, it's. 45 so degrees out. So cold here. The people are walking in in scarves yeah. right now. And, and we're inside. Windy. It'll be 80 in two days. Yeah. Can't wait. I think like Thursday it's going to be 80. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And that's what it's normally like for South by. It's normally super duper hot. <sighs> oh, that's awesome. Like so hot. Like that would standing in line to get into something sunburning. Yeah. So this is a pleasant change for those of us that do it every year. So can people follow you all to get your tip? Like, do you have like, before we go out, do you have anything you want to plug? Like, should people be, you know, subscribing to your Patreon to get these I, tips on free South by Southwest? Or are you all <laughs> under the I radar? I honestly wish I had something that cool. Um, I think you guys have your podcast idea. Yeah. Right here. I mean, <laughs> navigating South by Southwest, like you should do a show every year, lead up, during, after. I could sit down with a pot of coffee and literally talk about anything for any amount of time. I, it, that's that's, that's why I found my no love in this. Truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like a little smarter on the, the this technical side and like literally give me a topic i think you've got I, your tony yeah there we go tony tony notes um tony and morgan you're wonderful it's been great to have you as part of the family and uh thanks for being here a great festival thank you so much you too Here we are. This is the first time we're ever doing this Friday night movie. This is our red carpet experience only. We are many, many blocks from the red carpet online to see the unbearable weight of massive talent. Allie and I are here with our new buddy, Lash, who we hung out with at the comedy show earlier, and now we are on the line with her. And Lash is um, uh, like a super genius doctor <laughs> who presented at the conference. So we're very lucky to have her here. Lash, welcome to the show. Yo, it is so good to be here with y'all. How are, how's everybody doing out there? We're, we're doing great. We, you're, Lash is amazing because we just met her and we're already instant best friends. And Lash told me one of the most amazing stories ever uh, that I, I just want to relive it for a moment, which is, um, uh, I know my sisters will love to hear the story of times you've mixed up celebrities in a film. So could you maybe walk us through your Spider-Man story for just a moment? Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm a medical student and I'm trying to explain to my friends, like, what is this conference I'm going to, right? Because they don't understand anything outside of, like, medical journals and medical conferences. So I'm like, yeah, you know, like, Ethan Hawke's going to be there. And, you know, I'm speaking to my boyfriend about this and he's like this huge movie guy. He's like, what? Like, Ethan Hawke's going to be there? Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's the dude that was in Spider-Man. He, he played the, the Green Goblin. And he was like, mm, I don't, I don't 
think so. I'm just like, no, 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 no. You're, you're not going to play me like that. It was definitely Ethan Hawke, who was a Green Goblin. And then he totally Googled it, and long behold, it was not Ethan Hawke who played the Green Goblin. That's yeah. amazing. I love that Ethan Hawke is now at a point where he and Willem Dafoe are starting to blur. Because, like, Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe in the 90s, I don't know. Ethan Hawke in the 90s is my jam, so I, that hurts, like, that hurts on a very deep level, Ash, but it's fine. Well, Willem Dafoe maybe in the 80s, like platoon era Willem Dafoe. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears then. Okay, let's talk about the festival. Mm. All right, so you have saved lives already at this festival. <laughs> Performed live surgery on stage. Yes, CPR, I've done it all. <laughs> um, what, what, so really, for real, what were you, what were you presenting on here at the festival? Yeah, so I was presenting at the festival on how to combat health disparities through social media. So really thinking about how do we find ways to expose the ways that racism impacts health and just helping folks understand how important it is for not just patients who are minoritized, but everyone. And so what are the ways in which, because we mostly hear about, and as parents, we're like terrified of what social media is doing to our children, yeah. but clearly it can be helpful. <laughs> it can be helpful. How, mm -hmm. is, it, how is it helpful in, 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 cross, in bridging the gap in those disparities? Absolutely. So um, one of my friends that I co-presented with, Joel Bravel, he actually makes TikToks on the different papers that come out and the different articles oh, wow. that expose for public health is yes public health papers presented in Boom. TikTok form in TikTok we form we have dances we have music all of it and i think that that's one really creative way that he's been able to do it that that is amazing when my dad all right the party is coming yeah, okay. here yes, the party right. is coming yes. oh my goodness <laughs> does disco they must have heard we were talking about public health yeah <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad is always sending these like very instructional history things. From, he's the only one in our family on TikTok. Yeah. So he's sending these very instructional <laughs> and things. And about broccoli. Like and he sends a lot of broccoli mm -hmm. TikToks. How to so, cook it, what to do with it, what the benefits yeah. are. I love so, it. So this is a great, exciting use of TikTok. What, how do you feel, how do you feel as professionals in, in the world where there's tons of misinformation on social media, what's a way in which you, you can advise people to find the right information and know that the doctor is like a doctor and not the like green juicing uh, personal trainer that yeah. told my cousin that vaccines were a conspiracy. Yes, or 5G. We got 5G out there as well. Um, so um, interestingly enough, I actually started an organization around this exact topic. It's called We Got Us, and it's focused on trying to make sure that minoritized groups have access to accurate information about the vaccine. Um, and I think the way that we push it is by having just as much accurate information in these spaces as there is you know, misinformation. So you gotta kind of engage, it, you gotta flood it. And the thing is, that's, that's their strategy, right? Like you have people who are like, you know, actively trying to discredit vaccines and they have entire plans around this. So you have to just really equip people with the tools that they need to push against that. And don't be afraid to like, you know, comment on Twitter when someone says something that's just not right and say, hey, well, you know, tell me more about that. Why, why do you think that? And just engaging with people in that way. This is such incredible and important work. And now I'm gonna bring it into the gutter where this podcast lives. <laughs> and I'm gonna ask you, all right, so I'm gonna ask you, we're going to talk about fictional characters that you would love to enlist 
in your social media campaign to educate people about public health. Anyone is game. You want Darth Vader? You got Darth Vader. Yes. You want? Um, I'm only. Th you want a Muppet? Well, you know. Yes. We, you can have any of the Muppets, okay? Yes, yes. I'm only thinking of things that are related to Star Wars movies right now. So any fictional character that you could bring, the Terminator, you want the yes. Terminator, any fictional character, doesn't have to be the, not the actor, but the, the, the fictional character, which ones would you like mm -hmm. to show up and, and be in your social media campaign? All right, here we go. So Steve from Blue's Clues, without a doubt, oh, because nice. he is a communicator. And he's about the facts. He's about the facts. He knows what to do, and I think the way that he can have conversations with cartoons, real people, I mean, it's just levels to it. It's levels to it. So we need Steve. I think we also need Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob because oh, wow. she does not play any games. Like, I think that everyone on the show SpongeBob is afraid of Sandy Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that she'll kind of lay down the law in that way. So we definitely need her. And then we need a little bit of like comedic relief. So I'm going to say uh, Raven from That's So Raven. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that you, was this was like, was this all Nickelodeon that you just dropped on us? You know, no, so That's So Raven was Disney. Oh, right. You know, so That's we had a little bit of diversity in oh. there, you know? <laughs> That's true. I did not remember what show That's So Raven was on. That's incredible. Um, Okay, all right, so now you've set up your, your people that are in your social media campaign. Um, which platform would work best for which one? So which one, are you gonna use all of them? Are you gonna use uh, some of them on TikTok versus Twitter versus Insta, maybe an IG Live yeah. with the with Blue's Clues? What, what, how are you approaching it? I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we need Steve on IG Live because he's, exactly, because he can get people to focus for a good amount of time. I think we need Raven on TikTok just because I think that she would kill it as far as, you know, the dances and all that all good right, stuff. Very versatile. Yes, and I and I could just see Sandy killing it with the memes on like <laughs> on Twitter, you know, and I think she'd do a great job. So I we would we would do a great job together. That, Absolutely. That, that is <laughs> All right, this is our field first field episode of Friday Night Movie at South by Southwest and Public Health. I mean, this is the most educational episode we've done all week. We want to thank our new member of the family, Lash, for being a part of this. Thank you so much. Do you want people plug all the things that people should follow? Yes. Okay. So you can follow me on Instagram at Lash Nolan Official. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Lash Nolan. And then check out We Got Us at WeGotUsProject.org. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Lash, for being a part of the family. Friday night movie podcast operation. It's not just a booth or a table. It's an operation at the South by Southwest Wonder House hosted by the University of Arizona. I'm here with Allie, my co-host. Hello. And Noah Ohion Bob, a legendary, <laughs> legendary communicator, marketer, tech expert, LinkedIn expert. The only person I know who gives TED Talks on how to crush it on LinkedIn. It's um, amazing. I have I have so many questions. <laughs> it's a whole dark I cannot wait. There. And, and um, but you're also um, from Israel, living yep. in the United States, yes. and you've been traveling the United States. Yes. And now you're, you've traveled down here all the way to the South by Southwest. All the way. Uh, and, um, and you travel with your family. Yes. 
because I know this because your Instagram has the your the most beautiful family Aww. in the in the world. We can't ever post pictures of our family because <laughs> of I just, Noah. I just take great pictures. I uh, mean, they're cute. I love them, but but I but I do. Could take you work pictures. on making our our kids yes. extra cute so, in a picture? So yeah. we, we travel occasionally with our kids, but when you're traveling as a family, do yeah. you have like a go-to movie or TV show or something? Because when we were little, there was nothing to watch. You just fought with your siblings in the back of the car. Yes, you're right. That's actually. That's a good solid point because I do think I actually plan it in advance, oh. um, and I take the time and you know, like I need to remember that. But I, I, they, we, they, they each ha have their own iPad. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but oh, hey, these are tough times. These, <laughs> these, are, are, tough these times. are tough times. But we get by, and I can say we really like cross, uh, <clears throat> um, not just the United States, but like like really travel the world because our dream was to be like a traveling family. So, so I do think we have some best practices and having like their own kind of um, iPads with their own like kind of age appropriate content is definitely one of the reasons that we are able to, you know, like uh, cruise seven, eight, ten hours. See, in my family, I just make the kids watch things that they probably shouldn't <laughs> be watching. <laughs> and so he's not exaggerating. <laughs> our kids all. have a very weird appreciation for <laughs> movies that other parents are like. What's going on in your house? That's very cool. Do you have a family movie, like a movie you get together? Like we, what's a big one for us? A big movie that we all watch. I mean, most great. recently, I feel like we all rallied behind Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels like was dream. a huge hit in our house. Seriously. Oh. I, I mean, this is, if there's one thing I can impart as a mother to a child, if it's a love of Charlie's Angels, the movie <laughs> franchise, I feel like I've done well. Wow, that's that's really inspirational. Because <laughs> I do think those kind of ignite, you know, like, like big conversation, which we also love. You mm -hmm. know, we, we also, I sometimes think, like, am I, you know, like penetrating to the heads of my kids, you know, like too much socialism and too much, like, <laughs> social awareness. And so, so it's interesting, you know, like... The, but there the, are great the questions that came out of great discussions because we said there's lots of moments in those, in those movies where the women are using their bodies yeah. in very specific yeah. ways and we had conversations. Why are they dressed like this? Why are they dancing like that? Ah, so they can distract this person to do the job they're there to do. Not that you should use your body as a distraction, but they're doing it with intentionality. They're yeah. not... They're not... Um uh, They're in command of their situations. Exactly. They have agency, that's and that's right. a cool thing about that. And that, I mean, I'm not trying to turn Charlie's Angels into like, <laughs> the deepest philosophical meditation on feminism, <laughs> but for our kids, we we rather than be afraid, I will say, we tend to. Well, when I put on something that's not appropriate, we tend to have really good conversations <laughs> with them as a family. Like we're always pausing it, being like, "You see what happened there? That's a moment where she didn't let, uh, give her consent, and so she punched him in the face." And and and, and that's the kids say, "Oh, can you just press play you already?" Say, You're funding parties, right? Yeah. Just buzzing and moving the meet up. It's like the and now first. we want to teach you about the history of race in America. Pause. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we 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 definitely impose those kind of conversation as well. But but like, I, I like the fact that you are you know like upgrading them. So we do kind of similar, but I guess like around more uh, like you know, whatever it is that you like or kind of um, um, age, uh, let's say, like, appropriate. And I would say, like, we're definitely um, looping movies as well and also, like, circling back. For mm -hmm. example, um, the one we really like is um, Inside Out. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, translated. Big favorite. 
for yeah. us, our kids, it actually stresses them out. But you know, mine's too. And it's, I think one of the reasons we're like we rewatching it because I think some of the messages there, you know, like they they seep slowly, and and it mm. is like a, a level of complexity. Got to percolate for a couple watches. Yeah, and I think for us, it's just you know, like letting like sadness mm. in, and so so for them, it's it's kind of new messages. But but I think uh, yeah, it's definitely like a, a great tool and, and something we definitely use. Um, trying to remember what else was like. Uh, Encanto is Encanto. Uh, hey yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Like that one, Sync Two for sure. We also listen like to the soundtracks mm -hmm. after like on repeat. So, uh, to the extent that I could tolerate Sync Two, which no, I on purpose no. took a nap during. I just I could. It was so hard for me. Really? I really because. Oh. Okay, uh, enlighten me. Yeah. I, I love Sing One, sort of. I don't know. I, I have a thing with music, anyways. Just that there was a, a like what like a cow and a pig singing a Prince song in the opening scene <laughs> when Prince never would even let Weird Al Yankovic do a parody of his songs and clearly his estate has just sold whatever they can to <laughs> whoever will buy it. But I will say, the fact that they had Bono play the artist that they used the U2 songs yeah. for. And that my kids got to be introduced yeah. to, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. which is that big moment where even the guitar playing they did for, even though Bono is not the guitar player, but I'm not going to get hung up on it, <laughs> but it, it echoed the, the Edge's style, um, the Edge's style of guitar. I, I like that aspect, but uh, the rest of the movie, I, I just, I like the final act thing, yeah, but the okay. rest of the movie was so hard to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I but, get but, but, it. But but why do you love it? But tell tell. I mean, I uh, my answer is not right. I'd love to know why you love it. Yeah, I think I think and it is like I think in a way what you said about you know like bringing I don't know like old music or more like non kids music into like the kids world. I do think like like from someone who do enjoy like teenager uh, like um, uh, shows because my daughter she's seven but she does like enjoy them and. It's one thing that I do love about the fact that my kids are like English native speakers because in Israel, like everything is like translated or voiceover, yeah. and that's like just terrible. Like, <laughs> just terrible. Like, if frozen to itself, you know, is something you need to bear with. <laughs> Think about it translated <laughs> poorly to Hebrew. It's just like, it's just like, it's. it's Karmeod, Karmeod. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> Le Shachrer. Le Shachrer, okay. So, Which is oh, not, let it go to be free. Yeah, and it's like. Oh boy. It is so bad. It is so bad. So, so I was saying for those listening who aren't Hebrew speakers, I was saying really cold, really cold <laughs> in Hebrew. Yeah. So I, I love it that my kids like, you know, enjoy and can watch it in English and then I can enjoy it with them. But I just thought about it because, you know, some of the shows like even in, uh, well, not that my wa my daughter watched like the um, nine, uh, 13, is it 12 Reasons Why? 13 Reasons, you know? 13 oh, reasons wow. Why? Oh, that's yeah. a heavy show. She did not watch it. Oh, okay. No, but but I, I that one came came in mind because I love how, you know, they bring like this 80s soundtrack and like oh. bring like, you know, like just that outdated music and then it becomes heap or in that case, you know, like used cassette and so on. So I do think. Our kids still think it's the 1990s because everything we play for them <laughs> is basically the music we listen to in high school. They're like, wow, these like, I don't know, Pop, what was his name? Uh, Sugar Mouth? Was Sugar? Oh, I can't. Sugar Ray? Should, well, yeah, that's a good Sugar example. Sugar Ray? Night? No, Walking. What is it? What's the one you and Lily love? Forget <laughs> it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't there, matter. There OMC? This, how bizarre? Sure. Let's go with that. Okay. There's this YouTube, you know, this YouTube of like this really two cool, like not, not us, like really two cool dudes, and they're like 
playing songs from the 80s and, and like just like no, their but it opinion sounds amazing. on it. Oh my god, this is so I'll send you a link later, but basically, you know, they play like, you know, those songs because in, in the 80s or like early 90s, there was like really long entry for a song, you know, like guitar for like. Oh, yeah, instrumental yeah, yeah. for I don't know one two minutes and they're like <laughs> mortified <laughs> like they cannot you know they cannot contain like they're just so they said I think what was it the one about like Whitney Houston is a good one like they're uh, um, <laughs> our kids I will say Whitney Houston I want to dance somebody uh, dance with somebody that is like our family bar mitzvah or wedding dance Aww. song when we're all the same one we like the four of us tear it up and the kids try to be embarrassed but they know but they, that they love it and that it's one that all of us like to dance to together so i know I, i'm starting to get like the stop singing yeah. do, you, do you get it yeah it's, oh, stop yeah. everything they stop oh just stop freeze breathing don't oh. move I'm, I'm in the stop singing i'm like why but i love you know just putting the music and used to love they used to love me doing that i'm just okay it's a different conversation i've always embarrassed them <laughs> dan dan yeah you've always been a little embarrassing but but for me it's been like a very steep drop off of like the dancing at weddings and bar mitzvahs where i was like middle of the dance we're like, this is my night out. Yeah. I'm going to dance. And I'm going to dance. Now gonna... it's <laughs> kind of humiliating. I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, just to, I know we're wrapping up, but I would sing to, um, yeah, I, I, you're not going to like it, but I did like the songs. Okay. I enjoy the songs and I like like the, the covers are decent. Not, sometimes covers can be yeah. like so bad. Um, and like, you know, so, so this is not like elevator. That's true. It's better than trolls. Like trolls no, no, no. is terrible. This is not covers. in the category. But, but I, I, at <laughs> least sing. <laughs> Well, no, Noah Ohio and Bob, it is so wonderful to be able to hang with you here at South by Southwest. I feel like we've been, I feel like we've been graced with one of the celebrities um, uh, that's micro, here. Micro, micro, one, uh, micro. A micro. That's still a big. That's still big. Micro is big uh, these days. Everything is uh, everything. Everyone wants everything smaller. Um, thank you so much for being here. Have an amazing thank time at the festival. We'll hang out soon. I hope in Washington. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Here we are at South by Southwest. Friday Night Movie is still online for the Nicolas Cage film, The Unbearable, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. The Unbearable Weight of a Super Long Line. Uh, Ali and I are hanging here with another star of a sibling-based movie-related show. We're here with Lauren Meir of Midnight Movie Madness. Lauren, how you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. You know, um, uh, there's something that we, I feel like we're already family because you do a show with your brother. We've been, we've been standing next to each other for two hours. <laughs> this never came up. But so you're good at talking about um, things with your, giving opinions really fast sure. to siblings, which is what my entire life is. So I'm going to just, we're going to rapid fire some stuff. Sure. Okay. You have three rating. There's a rating scale on our show. Okay. The rating scale on our show is buy. That's the highest. Okay. Because you think of buying old movie VHSs or you, you're, we're a different age group okay. for sure. But so like buy, buy rent, rent mm -hmm. and then meh. That's the lowest, but it's not really the lowest because you can make your meh be like, I don't know that thing. So meh. 
you know, because we're, we're 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 all about the positivity. We drag things too, <laughs> yeah. but like we're about the positivity. I okay. try to be mostly positive with my reviews as well. I mean, you can't really just dump on something that like someone's creative process. Like I feel bad. I would feel really bad if I made a film and somebody was like, uh, "That sucked." I, I talk about I talk about things that I hate, like The Last Jedi, with a lot of contempt. But I don't. Um, but I don't. But I agree. Like I'll often say that's my opinion. I'm not going to say that that thing is objectively bad because that's so lame. All right, so Lauren, I'm gonna, we're just going to buy rent man a bunch of just random things. So number one, did you see the new Batman? I did. I thought it was most excellent. Most excellent? Too? Yes. So what like, do you think? Buy rent man? Definitely buy. I mean, I was already thinking that in the theater yeah. um, about like how crazy long it's been since I was this excited about a Batman movie since like The Dark Knight. I totally agree. We we were kind of in the same place on our show. I think it was buy all around, and you got a lot for what you bought because it was three hours long. Yes, absolutely. Okay, since we're talking about the Batman and we're talking about um, uh, Zoe Kravitz was amazing as Catwoman, but there have been a number of people that played Catwoman, right? We're going all the way back to the you know the olden days to Eartha Kitt, I believe, was one of our our, our Cat Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. So, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. There you go. Halle Berry, Anne Hathaway, who I think was hanging around South by Southwest. Who is your Catwoman? Which Catwoman do you buy? Oh my gosh. Um, I have to go with my girl Michelle Pfeiffer. Still, you know, Batman Returns is like one of the films that I essentially grew up with. I mean, Michael Keaton was the first on-screen Batman I saw. Um, followed closely by Val Kilmer because I'm only, I'm about to be 34. So like Batman and Batman Returns was still like a little bit too old for me when I was growing up. And but then- have, But you have an older brother, so you watched all sorts of shit. He's that, actually younger than oh. me, but you know, he's an old soul. I mean, this dude was watching rated R movies when he was like five. So you're, you, even though you weren't raised in the 80s, like my sisters and I, you basically are had that kind of life. Yes, I mean, all of my tastes kind of stem from like my mom. So anything she was into, we were too. Okay, okay, so now let's, we have our mom too is our, really our, our guide in the yeah. world of pop culture. Um, Shout out mom, bless yeah. you. Exactly. <laughs> to the moms, to the moms. Uh, what, what would you say of, of uh, are, are the top like three or four most hilariously inappropriate movies that you watched when you were young? Like for me, I saw Revenge of the Nerds when I was seven. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah. That movie is, is woefully inappropriate. Yes, it is, especially for children. Oh my gosh, I wish I could remember the first rated R movie I saw, but honestly, I think I saw American Pie a little too early. I mean, <laughs> it's like all sex and I think I think I wasn't even in junior high yet when I saw that. So it's like I was just getting sex ed in school. And then, and, and, and then you're getting it from Jason Biggs and Shannon Elizabeth. That set generations back. That film. how to like have sex with baked goods. Exactly. Okay. And um, that's that's amazing. Uh, when when so you and your brother, do you have? like those go-to films. Like my sisters and I have some really weird go-to films because we used to watch them on sick days because we, 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 let's just say like one of us would get sick and then no one wanted to miss the fun so we all ended up staying home together. Yeah. So our movies include The Untouchables starring uh, 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 Robert De Niro and, and Kevin Costner. It includes Married to the Mob starring our girl Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. 
totally underrated, great performance from her. Um, and uh, The NeverEnding Story, big one for us, big one for us. What are some of the movies that bind you and your brother? Me and my brother, um, definitely the Lord of the Rings films. Uh, just watched them with my eight-year-old daughter. We watched all of them over a few weeks together. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, man. Uh, we just did a marathon as well because we had both said, hey, we haven't watched these in a while, and it was like the 20th anniversary yeah, recently. So uh, that's why we did a whole like marathon and he doesn't know this so I hope he um, doesn't hate me for it but I watched like the Hobbit movies first because technically they're like precursors so no they're really not but I watched all of them just because I was in a Lord of the Rings mood and then I told him I would wait to watch like the main trilogy with him so we did that it was awesome it was epic all over again I mean emotions all over again all right some important Lord of the Rings questions number one have you seen the animated Hobbit not animated Lord of the Rings but the animated Hobbit from the 70s by Rankin and Bass. Yes, I have. That movie is amazing. You only need that and then yeah. watch Lord of the Rings. You don't need that whole additional series of movies. What's insane is when I saw Fellowship of the Ring in theaters, I didn't make the connection originally. Like, I was like, wait, is this the same story? Like, my brother actually had to tell me, like, yeah, it's the same, like, so, animated so, one. So you didn't grow up seeing the, like, horrific, the horrifying psychedelic Lord of the Rings movie? You know what I'm <laughs> no, talking about? I know what you're talking about. Like I, I only movie? saw, like, the animated Hobbit movie. Uh, the animated Hobbit movie is amazing. And then when you're excited as a kid and your older cousins are like, great, let's watch Lord of the Rings, and you're watching this, like, terrifying psychedelic nightmare. Wow. Okay. So we're about to go. Are we about to go to theater? I don't really know. Okay, so. All right, so all right, so I want to just wrap up with one more thing on Lord of the Rings because we started with a really long movie. Lord of the Rings movies are obviously really long. What, where do you come down on extended edition or theatrical cuts of the films, or do you differentiate? Because I have some of them I like in extended, some of them I like theatrical. Um, extended all the way. Um, I, especially where Lord of the Rings is concerned, like I, I can't get enough of it's a complete story you know it's like the director's vision don't you wish they made like just like a short film about the fires in the shire yes and i'm uh probably equally as excited for the lord of the rings show that's about to come on amazon prime I, i'm interested but i'm not 100 percent sure i feel ya. you never know I, I do think amazon gives us really high quality stuff so I agree. Right. Lauren Muir from Midnight Movie Madness. Uh, before I'm like separated from my family now, I'm like, uh oh. Um, hate you from Midnight Movie Madness, this is going to be the first of more than one team up that we're going to have. Heck yeah. We have to have the whole sibling crew together. Um, hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. Right at the last seconds of this interview with Lauren Muir of Midnight Movie Madness, I ran out of battery, so I just want to make sure we tell everyone to check out their YouTube page, Midnight Movie Madness. Hit that subscribe button. Check out their amazing videos uh, talking about films and giving their reactions. Can't wait to do a sibling team up with them. Here we are at the Friday Night Movie 
booth on the beautiful sunny rooftop of the Wonder House, hosted by the University of Arizona. I'm here with Ali, my amazing co-host, and two guests who are from the University of Arizona. We have Diana and Jackie, and we are going to do a quick pop culture jam session with them. Diana likes Game of Thrones and Downton Abbey, we've ascertained. Jackie has, uh, I would say, an edgier taste in some of the shows that we we dig, like The Boys and Invincible. And so I want to I want to like peel back the layers on on why you gravitate to those shows before we we start messing around with them. Let's start with Jackie. Jackie, what why do you what do you dig about the those these kind of uh, dark takes on superheroes? I wouldn't just say um, they're superheroes. I actually gravitated towards them because it's animation. Uh, I dig And um, Diabolical, every episode is a different animation style, so that's the reason why I really liked watching that. Um, as for the reason why it's more dark and gritty, I feel like we're kind of in a new era, you know, with uh, Euphoria and a bunch of other series where they want to show a little more realism or a more complex narrative when it comes to these kind of stories. Like, I never really was a fan of, oh, his name's Bad Guy, so he must be Gag Guy. And you're just kind of like, well, that doesn't make sense. He may be a nice guy kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I like they're finally exploring those narratives, but at the same time, I will admit it's starting to get a little too gritty for me, and that's, like, why I couldn't watch Euphoria, even though it's supposed to be, like, a really realistic take. I feel like it's jumping a little too much into the darkness. Okay, I have not seen the show yet. There's something about it that makes me... I, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I mean, Zendaya is amazing, but I, I'm, I'm not... Okay, that's... I love that explanation. Diana. Downton Abbey, you... Uh, my, Allie loves Downton... Maybe you should ask the Downton Abbey, because I, I don't know anything about Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> It is, it is my it is one of my love, love languages with my family is how we relate so so you know it's such a contrast right to the to the life that we are all living day to day especially you you focus on pop I mean, on social media like there's nothing more current I than am a professor social media. Yeah, of social media yeah so what's the attraction to something that's like really I, I mean in some ways couldn't be further from from that modern take but also you see a lot of like the mess the way that messaging happens in that show right the first scene is the news of the Titanic sinking so there is still that like news traveling concept. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the way that people relate to each other, you know, social media is about so many things, right? But it's about relationships and Downton Abbey is about relationships big time, right? Yeah. And there is also though that layer of escapism, which I think I really crave sometimes work can be stressful. My, I'm a mother, I'm trying to juggle a bunch of stuff and Downton Abbey has this kind of calming presence, right? It's stuff that's happened in will the past. Will the tart get served to yeah. the right person in the right order, <laughs> right. or will they mess it up? Yeah. Right, the yeah. Are high. Your conflicts are, I mean, sometimes the conflicts are, you know, there's been a rape in the show. You know, there's there have been various kinds of things like that, but it's all encapsulated in this super comfortable mansion where people actually care about each other, and things don't happen too fast, and there's the grandmother with her snide, yeah. you know, but, you know, one wonderful kind of comments and and you know and then I like Game of Thrones because it's kind of the opposite of that in terms of like sometimes you have anxiety that's not going to be calmed down and you actually need something that's like you know but equally British yeah all right the next piece of this I know I feel like Jackie can really jam with this on this okay okay all right so Jack because I like to put characters people love in scenarios that are absurd sometimes oh perfect okay so 
you named some great shows, but just thinking of one of, and you also you also mentioned in our pre-conversation about watching folks on Twitch, and and I've I still don't fully understand it, but I have some good friends that are streamers, and and uh, um, which of the characters from one of these shows we talked about would you love to see their tw Twitch channel, and what game would they be playing? Which character would I love to see a Twitch channel from? Oh man! Oh. And and what game would they be playing? Because also, because yeah. like yeah, I mean you know well, if the, it's the character I'm thinking of right now will be instantly banned day one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's not Stormfront. It's not Stormfront. Okay, okay, yeah, right, no, good. Stormfront wouldn't even wouldn't even get on the first hour. No, <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. Uh, it's actually oh man, now did you put me on the spot? I'm forgetting his name. He's the leader of the boys. Oh, um, uh, Bobby Butcher. Bobby Butcher, yeah, I would love to see his uh, very colorful language uh, playing, I don't know why this is coming to my head, but like a rage game. Okay. Or like, you know, maybe have him play Flappy Bird and just see this really uh, grunge man, you know, this man who's been through so many battles and stuff like that, just rapidly <laughs> tapping on like his mobile phone, increasingly getting more and more angry because he keeps running into towers. It just, it seems like such a disconnect of his like character and like this colorful like free game app that's just literally clicking a button and just see this man slowly losing his mind in the course of a live stream. That that is amazing and I knew Jackie would crush this. I could tell it. Now Diana it's your turn. You don't have to pick a Twitch streamer. Um, <laughs> but you are a social media you. expert. Which character on Downtown Abbey Downtown <laughs> Abbey's um, Twitter feed would you love to follow most? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, my first, my first thought is the grandmother, who because she really Dame Maggie Smith, yeah, Professor Dame Maggie McGonagall Smith, herself. Yeah. She's just, you know, she's super snide, but also though her delivery is very much in tone, right? And so I think in terms of words that people use, you know, like what would come through in a Twitter post, she'd have to include some visuals of some facial expressions, yeah. probably. Um, or, you know, at least some kind of, well, retweet of, you know, various kinds of media because, you know, she's an older folk. And, and anyway, I think I would also enjoy hearing from one of the people working in the kitchen, maybe the cook. What's her name? Ms. Patmore. But with, like Pat an anonymous Moore. account where they're giving you the, you know, those anonymous accounts where they're giving you account of what's really happening. It's yes. anonymous Downton Abbey cook. Right. I love it. All right. Well, Diana, Jackie. Are there, do you, do people, should people follow you? Where should they follow you? Oh God, you're, you're giving a soft narcissism the chance to support herself here? <laughs> that is a great idea. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we love, we love no, promoting No, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, actually, if anything, I would like to turn them uh, to Professor Daly and the project we're working on. I, I have too much narcissism to be <laughs> given any more followers for. Too many posts, people are gonna be so annoyed with me. <laughs> well, Jackie's on ivoices.ischool.arizona.edu, and there you can go on media and get into the page of our podcast. We're on SoundCloud. You can also just look up Social Media and Ourselves, which is the name of our podcast on SoundCloud. And Social Media and Ourselves is also on, we have a YouTube channel. We, we're building up our, our presence there, but you know, we have 
uh, what, 12 episodes. We have a year's worth of episodes. This is kind of our, you know, year anniversary of making the podcast together. It's a once a month thing. And Mazel tov. We'd love to check it out. Yep. We love your podcast as yeah. well. Thanks so much for Spotify, talking. Spotify, Apple, um, you, yeah. you name it. We're we're there whether you want us to be or not. We're there. That's, we're waving, that's, we're waving that's, our little tiny that, hands. That, Hello. That's our approach, too. Well, Diana, Jackie, it was amazing to hang out with you. It's always good to hang with other podcasters, too. It's just the best. Have a wonderful time capturing these stories at South by Southwest and, uh, and a lovely time at the beautiful Wonder House. Thank, Thank you. you for having Enjoy us. the sunshine. You too. Thanks. Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Table at South by Southwest Wonder House, hosted by the University of Arizona. We are here today with three incredible startup leaders, tech tech startups. Do these qualify as tech startups? Yeah, of course. Te- tech startups in the medical field and in the 3D printing field. But as we always promise you on Friday Night Movie, are we going to talk about serious things? No, we are going to talk about our love of movies and film and pop culture. So I'm going to quickly introduce everybody. We have Juan over here. Juan, say hello. Hi, hello. What's the name of your company? What, what are you working on? Well, uh, my name is Juan Munguia. I'm the co-founder and CEO of M Aerospace RTC, and we're the next generation of affordable large 3D metal printers. So you're making 3D metal printers for aerospace. Exactly. That is amazing. Like rockets. Uh, <laughs> Literally rockets. an aerospace site. This is what you mean at South by Southwest. Yeah. This is incredible. Okay. And we have Eduardo and Jorge, who are in the medical field. Jorge. Oh, well, uh, thank you very much. Our company's name Maya Health, and we're trying to defeat cancer through information. That's what we do now. That's kind of our jam. That's cool. Eduardo, what about what kind of information are you using? Uh, all the time, you know, outside the hospital that we are trying to organize all the disinformation. And yeah, that we are, in my case, I'm the CEO. Wow. COO. So I'm like the Harry Potter, but... Uh- for company. Okay, the Harry Potter of your company. I love it. You've, you've tied it in. This is fantastic. So you, you came from far away from Mexico. Well, Mexico is not that far from Texas, to be honest. Colombia, though, where um, uh, Jorge and Eduardo are from, is a little bit further. And I always want to know, one of the first origin moments of Friday Night Movie is talking about what movies we like to watch on a plane. So let's start there. Who wants to go first? You want to go oh, first? I, I can go. Juan? Uh, yeah, well, basically, actually, I just traveled like one week ago. Uh, I guess like two. Uh, but yeah, probably James Bond movies. Uh, James Bond it. movies. Uh, okay, hold on. James Bond. Do you watch James Bond, guys? Love James Bond. Okay, all right. Yeah. Then let's just take a, let's take a turn right here. We've got to break down the James <laughs> Bond situation here. Okay. James Bond. What's your favorite James Bond of all of the James Bonds. You have to pick one. Well, I think that Craig is doing an awesome job. Like, even the last movie that actually I just saw on an airplane, it was amazing. That's amazing. It's a good, that's a good, okay, that's an airplane thing. Eduardo, you're James Bond? Uh, Kinda, I remember one song with Madonna. I can't remember their real name right now, but. Oh, The Die Another Day. That's with, that's that's with Pierce Brosnan. My wife, who's standing right there, has a very weird thing for that particular installment with the Ice Castle and all of that. Uh, um, All right, so Pierce Brosnan. What of course, that? Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean I mean, Connery. they're very young. You and, know? <laughs> that's fair. And 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 Juan, um, uh, Jorge, sorry, you have the beard like Sean Connery, which is amazing. Okay, I do have the looks. Yes, hey, yeah, I think so. Um, Al, you want to pop? You want to join? We're talking James Bonds right now. 
You just need to be, you're going to share the microphone with Jorge over here. Well, James Bond, okay. I mean, for me, it's, it started as Pierce Brosnan, but from now on, it's always going to be Daniel Craig. That's it. From now on, <laughs> when he came out of the ocean in those little short uh, bathing suits. I now have to wear those bathing. shorts around the house all the time <laughs> because of that particular. When he, when he does, do like, you know does the Daniel dishes. Do Craig is coming to South by Southwest? He is? Stop. No. To do. <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I love this. It's <laughs> okay, Eduardo, you're on the plane. Okay. You're passing the time. What are you watching? Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I can't stop, especially if I travel to Europe, I guess. It's going to be a long travel. Uh, I prefer that kind of. Ha have you finished all of Game of Thrones? Not. Uh, you know, they have different amazing parts that maybe you have to refresh again. Oh, uh, okay. Don't so, don't but don't at the end, yeah. That, you, so you yeah. finished yeah, all, yeah, all finished the seasons? It. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've talked about the Game, Game of Thrones a lot on our show. Which person do you think should have ended up on the throne? Oh, well, I guess um, the Targaryen girl. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You wanted Daenerys to win? Yeah, yeah. Just burn all those people oh, alive. Yeah, lazy. <laughs> I, I, I rock, so, okay, if you don't do, do that, so I prefer be the queen. Uh, okay. Okay, that's, that's uh, your power, okay? I like it. I like it. I was rooting for Sansa Stark. Okay. I think Sansa's a gangster. Okay. <laughs> she like, she is a gangster. Yeah, yeah. For me, Cersei. Like Cersei. Cersei? Oh, you love Cersei? Oh, okay, yeah. She's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that. we have so many authoritarian governments in Latin America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sir. Jorge. <clears throat> yeah. You're on the airplane. Mm -hmm. It's a long flight. It's Let's go for it. Adam Sandler, please. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh. That's my guilty pleasure. And you know what? This is terrible. But um, I can't stop when you see Independence Day, the first movie. Oh, yeah. I watched it every time I've, I catch it, even though it's in, a, in an airplane or on TV or that. And, and that's my guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. So let's talk. <laughs> I apologize. Ad let's talk Adam Sandler for a second. <clears throat> Allie and I, we have two daughters. They are eight and ten years old, and I thought it was appropriate to do an Adam Sandler marathon with them over weeks. Uh, we left out a couple of movies. We didn't show them Punch Drunk Love or Righteous Gems. Uh, what's not Righteous Gemstones? <laughs> Uncut Gems. But we did the classics: Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Skip the Water Boy. But we did. Little Nicky, which was Little by Nick. far the one they hated the most. I love that movie, but they hated it. Okay. So you now have to fly back to Columbia. Okay. Long trip. Which Adam Sandler character from his movies do you want to sit on the plane with? Oh, definitely Little Nicky. Little Nicky? <laughs> <laughs> Why Little Nicky? Oh, you know. <clears throat> uh, there's, there's that... <sighs> How you can, uh, I mean, I, I cannot describe this, this particular um, take on humanity. Oh, uh, okay, you know, I like it, know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the, the good and the evil. The and good the and the evil, yeah, the, 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 the whole stretch. And, plus and the be, idiocy, you know. Plus it would be fun to see him order with that, you know, with the flush. Get me the flask. And, and yeah. All, all right. Uh, Juan. Juan. Oh, I, I know Juan. I was. I'm saying Adam Sandler. Are you an Adam Sandler fan? Yeah, I, I kind of. But the next, the Netflix movies, like I don't like what he's doing right now. The Netflix movies are 
about <laughs> there's a about lot about him making money. Yeah, that's uh, good for him. As far as I'm concerned, he's given us years and years of fun. Just like pay even, him for it. Even the last movie with Jennifer Aniston, I don't like it. Oh, I like that one. No, I, I, was, I liked Hubie Halloween also. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> not, not Netflix movies like Thirty First Date. That like with oh, oh Fifty First Dates. Yeah, that's that's on another that's level. That's oof, I cry. Uh, my wife and I cry every time. Or American Pie too. American Pie. Yeah, is there, there? That's no, he's not in it, but that's just a good a comedy for the plane. Yeah. No, it's guy. Jason Biggs. Yeah. Um, so, which Adam Sandler character do you want on the flight back to back to Mexico with you? Well, I guess that one from the Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates. Yeah, he was every day relentless, like, in, in love with the sweet. He'll try to romance you every day. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's great. Eduardo, Adam Sandler? I can answer because you know I'm not fanatic so much. Oh, okay, all right, that's fair. No, I, <laughs> fine. If which so if not Adam Sandler, you mentioned American Pie. Yep. Which character from American Pie do you want on that flight back to Steve, Columbia with you? Steve Master, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Steve Master, that is amazing. Well, Juan, Eduardo, Jorge, it has been a pleasure to make you part of the Friday Night Movie family. Thank you so much for being here, and we wish you an amazing South by Southwest. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much. listening to a special South by Southwest episode of the Friday Night Movie podcast. Remember to follow us at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram and FridayNightMoviePod.com. Our theme music is by What Does It Eat? And thanks for listening.